Okay, so our Singapore government has been going around meeting the people, I mean the people session, a very serious fashion, trying to hear the voices on the ground and establish this new movement called Forward Singapore. Right? So today we are here to discuss Forward Singapore and try to understand like how the budget can go about helping us uh, define success. Lah, right? So I am joined with Editor-in-Chief of RISE, Elias, and uh, SG Budget Big Dawn. So welcome back to Wise and Shy. Wrong show. Wrong <laughs> show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes, very happy to be in the studio with uh, all of you. It's a budget 2023 episode. Um, it's uh, Elias and Don. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, Tsubimasen. I am... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just came back from Japan yesterday. So um, I am the editor-in-chief of Rice Media and uh, I thank Dawn and Reggie uh, for inviting me here. Uh, I'm Dawn. Uh, I run a financial blog uh, which is called Budget Big, but I don't mm. cover the budget. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're here today to cover the budget. Yeah, yes. like our individual budgets yes, and yes. finances. Mm. Yeah. Nice, great, good stuff. Any any thoughts about Forward Singapore? Okay, so I think my view of the Forward SG movement, uh, it is an attempt to try to um, get a more structured way to listen to the ground, right? Because sometimes uh, when you run a government, you, you listen through a lot of different layers, huh? sometimes lost in translation, right? So I think it's an attempt for the government to actually go to the ground, which you see, right, in a lot of pictures and a lot of the ideas that come out. You, when, when the ideas come out, you feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, actually they're listening, right? Like it's more... For the it's people more, to yeah, feel more, heard. Yes, more mm. on the ground, right? So... I think it's a movement to, to gather the information directly from the ground to then translate into policy. Or at least that's what they say. And I hope that that actually happens, that translate into policy. right? And uh, yeah, to kind of move beyond just bureaucratic mm. you know, processes. It's, a, yeah, it's just bringing the awareness that, hey, we are inclusive to everyone's kind of needs and evolving needs yeah. during uh, post-pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully not just awareness. Huh? Like yeah, actually, actually do inclusive. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was very cautious of media people. So I feel, feel, no, no. Like actually, we get something done. Right. Yes. Mm. Cool. I, I don't know. I won't comment as to whether or not it's a... <laughs> Everybody's so politically thing. correct here today. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. but I feel it's a very huge undertaking. La. It is. It's it difficult. Is. Mm. And like reading through what has been raised... It's not as though some of the feedback is are new. Some of it have been echoed over and over again for the last few, don't know how many years during every budget already, but hasn't yet implement, been implemented. And the question really is, does Forward Singapore intend to change any of that? And for those that cannot be addressed, then mm. how can we know whether it's just, you know, just hearsay, just placid us versus we're really trying to, but there are certain difficulties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think okay. you, you can just talk a lot over the last couple of years and all that. But when you put it in writing, whether or not you act on it or not, um, as long as you put it in writing, people see it, everyone, the public can see it, um, other stakeholders can see it, other politicians can see it. Um, as long as it's there, you know that 
it's just it's, it just exists la. You it's don't, a basis la. it's a basis it's a, it's a platform to begin it's, with it's a yes. benchmark la. Yeah. yes yes yes, or, yes whether you want to act on it or whether you want to like really expand on it or whether you want to like um, really push push all those all these policies that they've put in writing in that uh, forward SG letter or mm. like uh, those that list right whether it will go forth or not it doesn't matter as long as it's in writing, as long as people can refer to no, it. No, the thing is, it matters. Okay, yeah, let, let me put it to you why okay. it matters because it's like the pledge, mm. right? You yes. see, the, the critic mm. of the government mm. can always take the pledge and say, oh, you not justice, mm. you know, you know meritocracy. So mm. when you write these kind of things, it is providing a platform and a basis for your critics and of course, for your followers also. It's accountability. Yeah, it's mm. accountability. So you like, you, you pin it down. So yep. I, I don't think it's like useless, lah, right? So I, I think there's basis for it. That's why we're here to discuss. Mm. Right? And of course, we, I want to focus on today's discussion on like defining success, right? Because I think that's a very big theme in Forward Singapore and also by extension that how is the budget going to help us with, with uh, defining our, our success, like our era, you know, it's, it's our turn, right? So, so I think that's, yeah, it's our turn. I almost like, you know, like, so, so, so I think that's the idea here. But before, before we go there, maybe establish like, what, how Singaporean are you to represent the Singapore public <laughs> to talk about this? Yeah? Must justify yeah. ourselves. Must justify, yeah. yes. What is your position? So I will justify my position in that um, I'm so Singaporean, I can curse in all the languages. Wow. Yes. Inclu- Don't try that out now. Oh, right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I can curse in all the languages, all four languages. Also, uh, additionally, Filipino, Hindi, and uh, Armenian as well, if you ask Why? me. Yeah. Why? Um, you just have to know. La. You just have to know. You just have to know. Okay. Um, and also because um, I guess I was appointed as the editor-in-chief as uh, Rice Media. And of course, we always uh, are writing about the important pertinent issues of Singapore current affairs. So I think I'm pretty much justified to sit down here next to you guys. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, there's a very big Armenian population mm. here in Singapore. True. That's true, a different true. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so Singaporean that it's in my name, right? SG Budget Week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, okay. So, that's I, on your IC. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no. <laughs> my whole moniker and, and all. But I think um other than that, I am very proud to be Singaporean. So I'm super Singaporean. I'm the you know the typical national days, hear the song, then we'll cry, we'll sing, like, oh I'm so glad to be Singapore. But then other than that, they never do anything. <laughs> you know who's the original singer of home? I know, um, Kit Chan. Okay, okay. See? She's still I relevant, ah. She's still relevant. Yeah. Shout out to you, ah, Kit. Yes. But I, uh, I also love my Singaporean food, and I always come home one. Uh. Mm. Name one Singaporean food. One only. Name I Name all the Singaporean food. Oh, ah, yeah. well, also many. <laughs> Name one. Name one that you think is uniquely Singapore. Mm. Mm. Wow, but that's a whole cultural debate on whether exactly. it is. Exactly. That know? was what I was trying right? to force you like, into. Like, yes. you know, right. roti prata, yes. Singaporean yes. or Indian, yes, yes. Uh, nasi lemak, Malaysia, yeah, Singapore, yeah. which one? Chicken rice, China, or Singapore. You also difficult Correct. to fight. Correct. 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 Okay. Fair. 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 Okay. Now I, I don't let you get cancelled. Okay. So yeah, I, I give it to you. You know. Um. Yeah, I don't need to substantiate. Huh? I don't, Why? I, I don't know how to... Say, <laughs> like, say, say, yeah, something, say something. No, that's the thing that I'm struggling with. Like, what is Singapore? What is my Singaporean identity? What does it mean to be Singaporean? And, and, and that's the part that I feel like is very alienating. You know, it's like, it, it's... I think a lot of people feel like, oh, the Singapore dream. Okay, let's say the Singapore dream. Right? Like what? Buy HDB, one. that one, <laughs> all that, right? When you tell people this is a Singaporean dream, the eyes are a bit like roll, you know? 
Okay, why do you not have 5Cs, man? Like, a bit sien, ah. Yeah, 5Cs also. 5Cs five, five also, also, also that, condo, right? Yeah, condo, uh, yes, yes. Not, not HDB, <laughs> ah. So, so uh, man, and the idea here is I don't feel very attached to it yet. It's not relevant to you anymore? Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not, not say anymore. It's not, maybe, maybe yet. Like, mm. it's, it's not there yet, right? So, so I feel like the discussion today is an imperative. Like, it's very important because I'm sure a big swath of the millennials and the younger generation feel the same. To them, it's like, what does it mean to be successful? What does it mean to be Singaporean? What is the Singaporean identity? You know, how should we spend our money? How should we drive our country? For sure. You know, and, and, and all that is a, is a real discussion. And that's why, that's why I want to talk about it today. And I found out over, over time, every time the questions I put out, I really do have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask. That's why I ask. It's an ongoing right, reflection. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an ongoing. So, so today, if we focus on defining success or redefining success mm. for our fellow Singaporeans together, what is success to you? And are you successful to begin with? It's a bit hard to say because the definition of success is always evolving, right? But wow. I guess for me, as a Singaporean, I guess I would say I am objectively, in the Singapore sense, successful. Why? Uh, because, first of all, uh, I recognize my privilege. Uh, I'm married. I have my own house. Um, I, am in a good, I have a good career that supports... Um, my middle income dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Can it um, be extended to everybody out of set? <laughs> is, is this dream extended to everyone? Huh? Editor-in-chief? Uh, I would hope so. Okay, I would hope okay. so. We shall no, have a review no, after this. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, after after action review. Yeah, no stress. No stress. Yes, yes. Continue. But yeah, like I basically have all the things that any Singaporean wants. A home, a roof, under, a roof over, over their heads, enough money to go traveling i mean i just came back from japan mm. that's that's the the basic singaporean marker of success right mm. you can travel to japan anytime you like mm. say sumimasen say gomi say gominasai that kind of stuff uh, yeah yeah uh, all that kind of stuff so uh, are you successful yes. then? Are, you successful? are you successful i think i began a large part of my life conforming to like the standards of success that were set upon us Mm. right like when you go to school so, so when you when you're young success to your parents and to the kid means you must be quiet oh. right must be a very good kid but do you say that then, to your kid yeah quiet never, you say, never. Okay, okay, good then huh? never ponteng you know never go like <laughs> discipline master hearing all that kind never gonna what's that detention mm. ah, that's the never go one. jail you're <laughs> 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 very extreme hey, we're going there <laughs> <laughs> we're going control yourself yes please then after that as you get through the education system it's about like doing well in school mm. so quite uh, lucky in a sense. Uh, but I must say this first, uh, otherwise I get cancelled. Mm. I am not smart. I don't think I'm... I was not born smart. I think that no. one will get you cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I think that line gets you cancelled. I, I don't have smart yes, genes. Yes. Okay, okay, so okay, it's okay. really true hard work. So I'm mm. very thankful for the whole Singapore system whereby if you work hard, mm. you can succeed. Just that I do recognise, I think in recent years, that it's starting to shift. That even hard work alone may not be enough. Whereas in our time, hard work mattered for a lot. So, you know, like typical straight A student and then go out there, get a white collar job. That is the traditional definition, traditional right? Academic yeah. success plus get a job. And then after that, you know, go and get married at your house. So it's very old school kind of successful yeah. definition. Mm. But today, I think that is changing. It's something that I keep questioning. But to answer that question, yes, I would say I'm successful. I define it by my own standards, which may not necessarily be what society standard is. Oh, like the the marker would be like what your parents think is like a successful benchmark, right? Yeah. Like, do, are you kind of like aligning together with what your parents think is successful? 
or are you aligning to what you think is like success in Singapore? Why is parent your barometer? I don't know. Like the eyes of your parents. The eyes of our parents. Because that's exactly what you said, right? Yes, if your exactly parents yeah, yeah. accept that you are successful, then you are right. successful. Yeah, so by yeah. extension, you are allowing your parents to define your success. I'm more curious at first why. Like, at first, yes, like, yes, at yes, first, yes. yeah. Okay, when I started off, because um, I've been in the media industry for like 10 years or so. Uh, so after graduation, uh, I was interning at um, this music journalism website called Bandwagon. I was Is it still around? Still around. Okay, it's, okay. it's even bigger right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I was interning. I was one of the first few like writers for Bandwagon. And I was an intern. I was earning like $400 a month, that kind of stuff. I don't know whether it's... it's I don't know how. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't want to say how. anything as well. Sometimes you look back, you realize, wow, you walk past. Huh? Yes. Really. Yes. <laughs> it's so much. It's so hard. Yes. And then uh, my dad sat me down like, I don't think this is like what you should do. Because... But I was trying to tell him that, oh, um, interning, I'm just trying to get exposure, trying to get experience. $400 is just a bonus yeah. to me. Uh, it's allowance. 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 La, allowance, yeah. <laughs> allowance. $400 cannot mark up, you know. Yes. yes. Uh, I can buy a lot of like uh, $1. Ananas. <laughs> ananas. Nasi lemak. Ananas. <laughs> nasi lemak. Now it's $2. Oh, right? nasi lemak. Now it's $2. Yes. Inflation. But Inflation. yeah, like they didn't understand. La. Like I, I wanted the exposure and experience. Mm. Um, and in that generation, I don't think um, they saw that kind of like um, value in having experience. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure like how you guys started off like after graduation and all that. I think it's also mm. the fact that we chose pretty unconventional yeah. paths to what that generation was used to. They are all about like the manufacturing factory worker because that's the era that they grew up mm. in, right? But for ours, it's like, I can resonate because I also love the media industry. I studied media, but my parents were very against me working in the media. And I think today that is a little bit more acceptable mm. because things like, you know, rice media, um, content creator, these have all become bigger and YouTubers have shown that yes. you can earn very good money. Only fans or so, but let's not go there. <laughs> I mean... But, so, yeah. I think it, it's now becoming a bit fans, more... I respect just saying, yeah. Mm. It's very hard, you know, across the screen, you want but to excite other people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cannot lie. If I, I can, I will, but, lie, but cannot. Back to, discussion. Yes, back to discussion. So, I think it's, it's about like, at that time when it's unconventional, then what does the individual do? Do you give up on it because it's not defined as success and you try to build your own way like what we have done? Or do you just oh, okay, Lord, just bow down and mm. then go down the traditional success definition? Mm. Okay, mm. I shall not work in the media. Even though I really like it, I shall go and work in you know, corporate. Yes, yes, yes. So exactly, I think that's the discussion that we want to have today. Like, with the, based on the Forward SG. Well, I feel like very sponsored. Like, much Forward SG sponsor us, you know, but if heaven. Only, uh. Heaven, okay? Shout out, uh, email here, okay? Put here. <laughs> yeah, so so in Forward SG, I think one of the one of the things is uh, a lot of Singaporeans feel that they are stifled by this traditional yardstick of success. And you pointed it out, right? The white-collar job, some mm. of those things, right? So, so to you, what is the traditional yardstick? Of success. I think the previous generation was five C's or but our generation was still trying to define <laughs> I, it. Right? I, I don't even know what's the five C's uh so the fact that you don't even remember it means it's not, not relevant anymore. Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. the five C's uh? Car, condo, credit card, certificate. Not certificate. certificate. No certificate, not important. No. It's not. Country Certific club membership. Or country or club. But there's one more. It's the last C cash. I don't know. Is it last C is cash? There's no certificate in the five C's. Cash, yeah. is it? Maybe it's know. cash. I don't know. Like I tell you, the last C is cost. La. You must have a cost to fight for. Is that Sorry, <laughs> that one is not in the... the new I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> then I bet your parents <laughs> will ask. You can earn money from your cost. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay. But but then, 
Why do you think people are feeling so alienated from this traditional yardstick? Hmm. I think that's a reality, right? Sometimes I listen to it, uh, I was like, like roll, roll, like, roll my yeah, eyes, right? Yeah, like yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Why? Yeah. Why should I do this? I don't know. Like, I mean, some of the C's in there are not even like relevant to us anymore. Like country club. Like, why would you wanna enroll in a country club anymore? <laughs> I know. Do people still enroll in a country club? When no. was the last time? Yeah, you did when was the last time you visited? Club? Yeah, club. maybe club. Yes, lah. Yeah. but okay. Credit card, everyone can get lah. Yeah, Let's yeah. be honest. So longer five. Yeah, longer five. Yeah. 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 Condo. It's it's gotten more accessible, also. Yes. Right, a bigger exactly. fraction of the exactly. population have it yeah. now versus the past. Yeah. Okay. I okay. I think that's a fair statement. Uh, fair statement. It's more accessible, It's more accessible. More accessible. Yeah. That's yeah. a fair. That's a fair judgment. What's the last C? Car, car. Car, uh, car. I'm okay. I got Grab already. I got Grab. Mm. I got Gojek. Mm. I don't need car. So we have new solutions. Exactly. Showing the yeah, that yeah. you so, don't so, need. Okay. So anymore. you you all believe that it's because of all these changes that that this thing not relevant yep. anymore. And I think also it's the fact that some of these have gotten number one accessible. So then if everyone has it, then that's not success, right? Because mm. the idea of success to many people is that it has to be earned. That's why not everyone is successful. Really? The other okay. thing is, okay. um, aside from accessibility, it's also irrelevant, like what you pointed out. And the last thing is that we're also protesting against it because some of it are very hard to reach for. Like there are people who just don't want a condo because they are so, it's so expensive, they cannot mm. afford. So they protest against it and say, no, I don't subscribe to the 5C philosophy. Mm. And also they have like different priorities. Mm. They might not see condo as yeah. something that Maybe they want to... Maybe coffee is, is the C. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I go for it. Ah, coffee yeah. is the C. Coffee is one of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, being yeah. able to afford $7 yeah. coffee every day. Maybe that is the new thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's being able to have your own barista set at home. Oh. Right, right. That's the, that's the new C, right? right. Like Isaac, right. right? He got the set exactly. but never used, right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. What what do you see as like your own marker of success aside from the five C's? <sighs> okay, so I, I think in in my view mm. of uh, the Singapore dream, right? Or like how do you then define the success? Making money is still a must. La, of course. Right? Yeah. You must somewhere be in the median income. La. Because the reality is as much as we want to say like, oh, we appreciate, you know, other people, they do the work, blah, blah, blah. No money means no money. No amount of thank you can change your life. That is, that is my base case, right? So mm. the Singaporean dream still fundamentally requires you to make money. Mm. But now I feel like the people, like, like us, we want to make money and feel like there's meaning. More meaning mm. to making purpose money. La, yeah, there's a purpose, right? Yeah. There's more to this than just like, oh, make money, invest, save, buy a bigger house, bigger car, blah, 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 blah. Like, like at some point, but I understand some people say Singapore is a, is a island of more than one city, right? Two cities or three cities, however you want to, you want to say it. But I think most of our audience will fit this group, mm. you know, where it's like, making money is, is like a, a little bit of a given. More or less is the problem, Yes but it's more than just making money, which is the very hard part, right? Because then how you want the budget to help you, right? It's like so spiritual, right? Like, Maslow hierarchy of needs is right yeah, at the top. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's so spiritual. So now are we, are we saying that with this forward SG movement that we bring in all these ideas, right? We tell the government of the day, like our leaders, oh, we want all this, we want to redefine success this way. Mm. So are we expecting intervention with the budget? Are we expecting... Mm. Like, I like, think to be how, fair, how to, yeah. we can't expect the government to help us with all these higher needs. That should be down to each individual. Like meaning and purpose and fulfillment is yeah. also very subjective. Mm, yeah. mm. I don't think there's like a package 
that will give you meaning <laughs> confidence for your job, package. Yeah, confidence not, package. Not assurance, confidence <laughs> package. I think the key is how the government can help move it forward such that we can have more people moving into this square instead mm. of being stuck be- and left behind. Okay, so, so it's not a direct cash handout in that sense. It's not yeah, like a package. I think it's more of policies that can help to point the direction to where we want it to be so that we can pursue all of this. Like one example, for instance, would be family, right? Mm-hmm. In Singapore, it's very hard because, you know, traditional success and def- old school definitions re- requires you to slot at your job yep. and then uh, climb the career ladder mm. and then earn a, a lot of money, get promoted every few years or jump ship and earn a pay increment every few years. So it's very like stuck there. But the problem comes in that when you now start to have a family and family now becomes your priority instead of your career, then these two things are at conflict. And in Singapore, unfortunately, compared to some of the other countries, right, it is not so welcoming in a sense where you can strike a balance. Most of the time, those who strike a balance, they often sacrifice or make some trade-offs, like their mental health or no time for themselves, you know, or burnout, like that worker in Mm. China who died at his desk, right? So all these needs to be tackled. And I think that's where the government can step in by having policies that can point towards more of these. The problem now is that they try to encourage it, but there are no mandates. There are no consequences. But how do they draw the line or how can they do it in such a way that companies are then more inclined to enforce instead of it being a, this is our brand mission, our CSR, come <laughs> join us, our culture very nice. You know? so good and then have, good when you have. come in ready, they say, oh, sorry, uh, are you, you, you in, you're doing an interview, then they ask the women, are you intending to get married soon? Or mm. are you intending to have children? And then secretly on their list, the HR blacklist that. Yes, yes. Because they know, oh, in a few years time, this person won't be able to give the 100. Maybe I give the role to someone else instead. Mm, mm. Yeah, so that still happens. Right. But do you realise, uh, the 5C got no child. Child, child is not yeah. part of the 5C. Yeah. Oh, was that part of it? No, no I don't know. I don't think so. Really. I don't know. Child was never part of it. Not important, child. Huh. Not important. You're not important. <laughs> In your parents' life, you're not part of their, their, their parameter of success. Yeah. But but why? Help, help me understand. Okay, I, I like that that thought, right? In, in other words, it's like, okay, there's a career side of things, but in a lot of how we define success, there's also a big part of the family, mm. right? Like setting up your own family unit, having a home, you know, all, all that cannot fully be solved by just managing the workplace, yep, right? Yep. Or just the career side of things, or like just more money. It has to be mindset, it has to be all mm. stakeholders involved. Government plays a very big role in pushing for this, mm. but there must be some things that they push and encourage versus some that they implement. Mm. Like if we just look at going green, for example, many years ago, the budget, since when you see the word, you know, carbon decarbonization, going green and all that, don't have, right? Do you know there's no clear definition of sustainability? I know. Like mm. the word sustainable, it's still so new. everybody can use. I can say I'm a sustainable person. Like how do I measure? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so the point is that it's new, it's changing. But in the last few years, the budget, every year you see these terms coming out already. Sustainability. Yeah. Yes, yes. And we're starting yes. to see companies start to, like, you know, really comply with these changes. So why can't we do the same for things when it comes to, like, you know, family? Hmm. To me, right, I feel a large part of how I define my own success is that I don't conform to just one 
barometer. And I am very conscious of the fact that people often define success as 100% or 120%, right, of your ability. <laughs> yeah. But I am very mindful that I am never going to be 100% in everything that I do. Number mm. one, I'm not perfect. Number two, I'm not superwoman. Mm. Okay. And number three mm. is just we don't mm. have that capacity to be 100% at everything. Because if you have five areas in your life and you're 100% for each, that's 500% of yourself that you're giving it, eh? mm-hmm. right? So mm. what I define my own success to be is that for all the mm. areas that matter in my life mm. am I my 100% effort mm. but that 100% effort may not translate into 100% results right so my employer for example might expect 100% from an employee who oh OT never go and you know argue <laughs> then oh, can have 11pm calls anytime when US headquarters wants it uh. stuff like that okay but now I'm like, nope, because that eats into my family time. So mm. sorry, I'm going to say no to your calendar invite. I'm always going to say no, no matter how many times you send me. And having the power to do that without worrying that I'm going to lose my job. So are you are you then, you know, putting your career at risk? Then? I think yes and no. So it comes from how you manage that risk also, right? And how I personally do it is I put myself in a position where if my boss is unhappy and decides to fire me, then so be it lah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have other things to fall back on. So that's where my side hustles come in. But the other factor also comes in in knowing your value. So I know if today I leave, my boss is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Because I've added so much value in the work that I do that finding my replacement is not going to be easy. And they're going to have a transition period. Mm-hmm. So if people can manage their risk in that sense by thinking of these two factors, maybe it would be less of a risk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mm-hmm. But then how, right. how... Okay, so I, I, I get that. And, and there is a very individual element to it, right? That means you are putting in the effort to get it to that level. And a lot of times we can argue that the individual is an anomaly on some level, mm-hmm. right? But from a state level, from a country level, right? What, what are some systems that you would hope that can be enforced, whether in the home or at the workplace, that, you know, part of the budget can, can, can go into that to set up systems like that so that in a situation where you have to like, you know, run a risk or a slight risk of losing your career, not so easy. Mm, right? Yeah. Because uh, some will argue that our labor laws are quite lax. Uh. Some mm. will argue, no, I say. Yeah, yeah I, heard, example, I heard, example. I heard, I heard <laughs> from example. outside. Yes, yes. So yeah, what, what were you... I don't know. Like, I think one of the biggest topics that Rice Media has uh, kind of tackled since the pandemic is the topic of burnout. Um, yeah, so on the topic of burnout and all that, I mean, as an employer... Um, as a as a as one of those people in management and uh, higher exec, with a whole team of people underneath them, I completely understand the uh, principles of why we need to have proper, I would say even mandatory or disciplinary measures for us, like me in my position, to not abuse or not exploit people who are like needing these opportunities and like needing to prove their worth. Lah. So for example, interns, junior, um, 
junior workers, uh, people who are fresh grads and all that. These people, they don't actually know um, what the industry expects of them. And so when they come into the industry, they kind of expect like, oh, I have to do this to prove my worth. I'm sure both of you guys have kind of like felt that kind of like tension in your first jobs. Uh. I don't know, what was your first few jobs? Did, was it very ex, was it very high expectations for you guys? No, I enjoyed I think it's a perspective or so. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. And what you want to get out of it when you value exactly. it, like what you said yeah, and yeah, experience, yeah. even if you're underpaid, you don't mm. care. Yeah, no, but I think I think it's more important to be like very tangible, right? Tangible. Could be, could be, yeah, like, yeah. Could be like, can we have a national sabbatical kind of leave? You know, like, oh, okay, everybody gets a two weeks sabbatical, mm. you know, but because mm. that directly hits the bottom line of companies, mm. right? Or is it is it like a four-day work week? that we're looking at yeah because the way you see uh, in Singapore it's very like focused on like productivity effect, uh, effectiveness of like each individual worker maybe the maybe there should be some kind of like rules or maybe some um, like you said tangible uh, regulations that prevent people from burning out so how it works is probably like okay after after 6.30 no emails uh, or even communication on like let's say Slack, I don't know whatever other communication tools you use. Uh, weekends are out of bounds, except for like certain industries where it's like twenty four seven that kind of stuff. Yeah, other rules I guess people would like really appreciate the ones that you can you can you can kind of like showcase to your boss like oh you shouldn't be like bothering me on this certain hour this certain date uh, because I'm on leave or it's a weekend that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. I already tell you, two weeks sabbatical is what everybody needs. <laughs> you know, during the COVID period, everyone had mental health, mental health, then after that, all travel, Bangkok, come back, all no problem. Right? <laughs> Life carries on. Right? So I think a lot of, because because of the our changing economic yes, landscape, right, right? A lot of more and more people are in the thinking economy. Mm. You use your brain, and it's very hard to separate your brain correct. from your life. Mm. Correct. You know, correct. once you're out of the office, you still think about it. You always attach. Right? Yeah, you always the... attach to your brain, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so you're always there. So why not? Let, let us institutionalize, you know, some sort of a labor law, you know, that provides sabbaticals, mm. you know, or, in, or, you know, promote some of these yeah, things. Yeah, and it's, yeah. So it's beyond just leaves, right? So leaves are more random. Sabbatical could be a structured, like, you mm. must take two weeks. Cannot, like, chop-chop, mm. you know, one week, one week. No, it mm. must be a two-week break. The whole country has to do it, right? Like, and you do it in your own way. Mm. Right, and, and then and then that could be a mandate. Of course, mm. it's a cost to the employer, but we if we understand and we fully embrace, the if idea, you are prepared for that yes, eventuality, yes. then mm. we are all better for it, mm. Everyone, it's a win-win, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can contribute two also, which mm. I think should be easy to implement and very fast. Right, the first one would be our childcare leave. So I really think that, and I think this has been brought up forward for also, as she, yes. yeah, Very not just that, but yeah. it should be taken the number of children. <laughs> so no lah, okay, okay, okay. mother and Uncle. father, right, <laughs> to the parents, but it should be tagged to the number of children. Uh, I, I have still oh, okay. six childcare leave, even though I have two kids. When I had okay. one kid, it was tough. With two kids, where the extra time come from? Example, <laughs> last few weeks ago, um, both my kids, both hand foot mouth disease, auto. Then they, they don't tow at the same time, right? They spread at mm, different mm. times. So it, it's a very heavy caregiving cost to most mm. people. If childcare leave can be increased, maybe say mothers now get six, right? Fathers also six. So mm. if you two kids, then everything split 50-50, whatever. Like you can also decide how you want to split it. Mm. But just 
increase and multiply accordingly. According to the number of kids, yes. which I think is a fair and logical. Yeah, of course idea. the cost will be very real. So maybe I don't know. Government could moderate this by maybe say the next fifty percent is based on a seventy five percent of your pay, not hundred mm-hmm. percent. But there can be trade offs, But I think at least having that time would would help a lot. And the second one, I think this has to be institutionalized. Is the cut off time for childcare. Now it ends at seven. Work ends at six. You don't always get to travel to your childcare within one hour. And that leads to a lot of stress for parents. It does. And then it also creates a culture whereby they have to leave office on time, sharp. Otherwise, they will miss picking up the kid at childcare and then they get into trouble at the childcare. So that creates the office. Oh, you know, the mother always leaves yeah, the yeah, earliest yeah, one. Yeah. But what if it was brought forward? Either ending work hours earlier or delaying childcare... Pe- Collection time means to 8pm. Collection time. You collect your kid. <laughs> ma, pick up. We can collect up. like pick up. <laughs> like collection. Pick up. I think that's spot no. on though. Like, mm. you know, we are always pushing about productivity and commercialization, sure. economics, mm. money. But all of these comes at the trade-off of our mental and emotional health. And that's why we lead to burnout. Mm. Right. But at the same time, like what you say, there are no, there's no infrastructures or systems in place to prevent this or even to help those who are falling into these gaps. Because these gaps weren't even recognized until during the pandemic, mm. where it was it was brought to the forefront. Mm. Right. So what policies? I don't think it's a money thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there has been some work done there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe like MediShield, they have started to add in a little oh, bit or they're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, the mental sure. health stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is a great move. Mm-hmm. But like what else can be done to prevent it from even happening in the first place? Oh, so I- I'm not like a policymaker, of course, mm-hmm. and I'll never go there. But I had like some don't, ideas, for don't, example. Don't, 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 don't be a policy. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> right? After yeah. you this one video, recruitment email coming. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. Yes, continue. Yes. Okay, but like what, for example, right? If we think of um burnout in terms of caregiving and family, you, people, we are asked to like, I mean, Let's see how many of our readers agree. But we are all asked to improve ourselves. So you need to do your skills Skills future future. and upgrade, (sighs) right? So that you will be adaptable and all that stuff. And on the other hand, you're also encouraged to have a family, right? Then government give you money for having kids, give you childcare leave, give you tax rebates. If Mm. you have children, no children, sorry, no tax rebate, be everything, right? And then on top of that- Singles are penalized in our mm, nation. Exactly. Mm, uh, And, And don't forget, there's also caregiver aspect. So we are the sandwich generation where we have to start caring and we have to shoulder more of the burden for our parents because we have lesser siblings to share that with. And then wasn't there that case about, you know, the the parents who took their kids to court for not giving them allowance, right? And that got passed. Mm. So that's also sending a thing. And then there's some filial piety, there's some policy in the government. I don't remember the name, but there is something that basically makes it such that you have to care for your parents. Mm. And then if it goes down, then okay, find it out in the court and everything. But there are some protection. The government has this regulation that you can actually seek help from. So it's all pointing to almost 100% in each of these aspects. But you see, that's where the burnout comes in because if you're 100% at all, then you are just maximizing yourself, pulling yourself to the edges. But what policies can be in place? So like if I was an employer, one example, right? I would think, okay, execution is hard. But for instance, for all those who have to take time off for childcare leave, right? Or all those who have to do caregiving, could it be that the company is then incentivized to promote these kind of policies whereby, okay, then I pay for you, I give you all of that. And you can claim either all or a fraction of it from the government. But then uh, part of that requirement is the employee must also agree that they feel supported. 
And then the question is, how do you do it in such a way that the company then cannot figure out which employees take yes and which take no? Like maybe the payout it is, is very hard. Yes. overall. It's very hard. It's very yeah, hard. It's, it's tough. Execution is very tough. But things mm. like that could help. I know what you're saying. Right? It will encourage people to speak up and dare to say, my employers say that they have a very good culture, mm. pro family, but I don't feel that's the case. Mm. And this is the justification. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. No, like, it's okay. I think in, the, in, in our Singapore way of doing things, right, it will come up with some sort of award one. Right? Award lah, give you a award. So, oh yeah, this one very good. Most, most compassionate, compassionate employee award, award. Mandate very hard. Okay, so so that's a that's a different discussion. But but pushing down the mental health part, I mean, it's clearly a very big thing that people care about, right? So I do I do recognize a few things, right? So much so what if MediSafe has that element, right? It's it's important. It is good good part, but it's the infrastructure that is absent. Right. And and no amount of insurance can solve infrastructure problem. In other words, there's not enough like mental health practitioners, mm. you know, and it's like it's like yeah, like Bangkok Green, right? Like, it's also keep changing sti- name, but you know, <laughs> it's 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 there. It's you also know? the stigma. People are yes. more more inclined. No, I think to it's not, a bit better. It's, it's changing, it's changing. I yeah, think it's, it's a bit better now. Like, yeah. 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 So it's not just about stigma anymore. Yeah. It's really about infrastructure. You know, like why why cannot every polyclinic have like Oh yeah, you know a few. Actually, now it's, I think, if you think about it, right? Really how did the stigma towards mental health and mental wellness change? It was two parts, right? First, it gained viral traction on mm. social media, but the second part is also there was legitimate acknowledgement by the government. Then it started changing yeah. because I mean, my view is if we were to turn back time and all that social media stuff happened, but the government didn't do anything, mm. then there's nothing to legitimize this, and people would just be like, ah, oh, yeah, you say say only lah, you know. It's it's just waiting for the groundswell to yeah, yeah. be at a proper critical mass. Very swollen, yes. Yeah. 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 Very swollen, very yeah. swollen. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you go in, yeah. yes, yes, we endorse. No this choice but to say something about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and and the thing is, I I I recognize that those things are happening. I think it's good. I I want it to be faster. Mm. Like don't test test already. Like enough it's very clear Tess enough Tess sorry I never say that <laughs> I never say that okay so it's enough I think the testing is is enough already like it's the the it's there it's proven right there's just a lot of pain you know all the all the whatever rates are going up yeah. right so so you know why why are we taking so slow to execute you know these things right is it, is it because we are not training enough psychiatric you know uh, professionals or we don't have enough mental health professionals or like wellness professionals in the space is it is it a reality or are we just refusing to put more public fund in a short period of time right? it could but, also be that people themselves are not motivated to go down that yet because they don't know about the future of this industry it yeah, maybe yeah, it next time uh, your therapist there. is chat GPT okay it's a wah wah mm. wah don't, uh, don't why should I train 10 years of my life to become a therapist if next time I will be yeah, you know, if AI yeah. is gonna comfort me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. It's true. No, but we we need to pay our mental health professionals well, like how we pay mm. our teachers. Our teachers are paid quite well, okay. okay? In Singapore, yeah, in Singapore, okay. I would I would argue it's paid quite well. You know, I mean, better if we can remove more administrative work mm. from them, like For smaller sure. class size. I think those are good. You know, but if you look at pay, is not bad lah. Salary like, wise, salary yeah. wise is okay, but it's a bit overloaded. Yes, that's a different discussion. You know, but we need to pay our mental health professionals, you know, in, in that same capacity, you know, our mm. medical profession in the same capacity. I think I think that's a that's a need. La. But also I don't want mental health to be like too medical. Okay? So I think like recently NPARCs came out and say they built the spine, the north spine, the rail, mm. the rail walkway. I think those are good. La. Building spaces, putting our to budget to you. build spaces right. and not just build services right, to, right, like, right, right, to like right, to like right, interject, right. you know, yeah, like, yeah, oh you yeah. got problem, oh you can't look for me. But you can build more spaces, more green spaces. If that okay, let me just put it out there. It's very mm. hard to find a silent place in Singapore. It's very hard. Silent. Very hard to find quiet places. And there's so much study to prove, you know, sound causes stress, you know, um, uh, 
dense cities are very stressful. Mm. We know all these things, right? So with all these green initiatives, building the corridor all the way to like, you know, Karangkabo, Chacha area, right? But, but, but very nice one. Maybe we should rethink success and the definition of it as balance. Like, and then what can the government do to help yes. us <laughs> achieve that balance faster or more easily. Mm. And for those who are off balance, <laughs> what help or support can they then get from the system and infrastructure to mm. regain their balance? Mm. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> PR campaign approved. <laughs> yes, yes. I know, like, I, I would agree that balance is part of it, of, of uh, what budget can um, come in to, like, help displace the like productivity and like uh, so uh, work-life balance and stuff i think the other side of the budget i think is probably um like you said recognizing that people have different priorities right now la. um not everyone is gonna be like looking for looking to make as much money as they can not everybody is going looking to like flip their houses that kind of stuff mm. not everybody's gonna be um, staying in Singapore forever la. Mm. Uh, I would say that la. In, a, in a more globalized economy right now um, I guess the budget has to recognize that people are actually having uh, different long-term goals than what mm. they had uh, last time like last time it was just like have a family blah blah, blah um, like push the economy forward push the Singapore name forward in, uh, in Singapore entrepreneurship support them and all that but now I think people are just realizing that there are so many other markers of success where they are just happy like um, you like someone who's like 20 plus you can just run a YouTube channel they can run a TikTok channel um, they can just be happy that they don't really need to like make a lot of money don't la, can... better not la. better, better <laughs> not <laughs> better not la. yeah yeah the... personal experience are very, very, <laughs> very <laughs> better not yeah, yeah. but yeah there's like a lot of different um, definitions of what makes you happy right now yeah. um, right now what makes me happy right now is just having um, enough money to support my lifestyle uh, enough money to feed my cats enough money to like um, give some allowance to my parents that kind of stuff and if it doesn't go anywhere above this honestly I'm like happy yeah as long as I'm happy like living in my house um, having having a couple like nice dinners like uh, each month that kind of stuff that's okay um, it looks very different for uh, every other people and that's what um, maybe the budget can kind of like recognize like, be aware of so you see how everything that you said right yeah. was money 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 is it money? Yes, mm. literally every sentence or every aspect mm. that you mentioned was money for something, money for something, money for something. So mm. maybe that's where the budget can be allocated in yes. a way. Yeah. Like, you know, the average person, for instance, we ideally can support our family, mm. support our parents, our kids and ourselves, right? But that may not be the case for many people. Or it could be like, maybe I could support monetarily, but I don't have the house space or the infrastructure. I don't have someone to take care of, like my parents. They can't live with me because my HDB is too small. Mm. Or I want, I, got, I have a condo dream, but the condo now very expensive. I only can afford two bedrooms. So dream. I cannot, I no space for them. Yes. Yeah. And then how can this still be achieved? What can the government do or allocate for in the budget towards infrastructure to help people get this balance back? Mm-hmm. And and actually, there's one very big infrastructure budget that they that they allocated. They buy back the stadium, uh. mm-hmm. national, yeah, the national yeah, stadium. Yeah, 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 the sports stadium. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm a supporter. 
Right, I, you're supporter of that. I support that. Right? I think mm. nationalizing, you know, a lot of this infrastructure is not a bad thing, yeah. right? It reduces profit motive, and then you know you can do so much more, you know, and and of course the the parameter of success then is redefined, right? Mm. <clears throat> I always tell people I love Bishan Park. Okay, Bishan Park saved my life during the pandemic. Okay, and if Bishan Park was run by Capital Land, there'll be a pop up kiosk every corner. <laughs> okay, so that's what I tell people, right? So that's the difference between private interest and public interest. If we reduce the private interest, right? It means we reduce uh, the need for profit, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although we 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 must have some sort of a profit for rejuvenation. I think that's the core idea in a lot of I public think the policies. Profit will always be needed for those who are willing to pay for it, lah. Yeah, yeah. But so we need so to have more element. of the public side. Yes, yes. Yeah. And yes. I think for our generation, for instance, one thing looking forward is aging population is a very big problem, mm. but there really is not enough infrastructure. Mm. And the older generation got away with that problem because their solution was the parents stay with them. Back then, HDB houses were still big. Yes. Bigger, yes. Yeah, so Much still bigger. got space. Now, no space. No space. Really yeah. very hard, really. So, can the government... Maybe one way is nationalizing spaces. Shift everybody to Tengah. <laughs> Building more... Like, all go Sambawa, I thought that right? HDB uh, in the West, which they tried to pioneer, right? Mm. All the elderly in one block, mm, you know, yeah. all the caregiving care services. I thought that was a great idea, but the trade-off, the, the downside is only one? Only one? But How many a, can qualify? I would, I, I would argue that that is a pilot. La. Yeah, it mm. was a pilot. I would argue that that is but a pilot. more could be. Like, yes, and I'm sure yes. I'm not the only one who agrees that that was good. Yeah, but a lot of that also, right, is for healthy, active aging. What about those who are not? Yeah, those who yeah. need someone to wheel them around mm, yeah. then how the so infrastructure you, now doesn't exist so you would then define Singapore's success you know or your own success with the, the country being able to take care of your parents on some level no, I would so that you can elevate yourself to, to how the country more. helps each individual to achieve the balance they need in their life hmm. yeah I would agree also like it doesn't have to be a specific like age group it doesn't have to be a specific like niche uh, subsect of the, of the of the society lah. As long as you are providing enough for everyone to be at a sustainable um happiness, sustainable um cost of living, that kind of stuff. Um, as long as you have that, I think that is a success of a country's policies. Mm. So so okay. Then the the standard argument is: mm. Are you willing to pay more? Pay more right, taxes. Uh, for are you, that, are you right? willing to pay more? You know, uh, more tax, more costs. You want human rights, right? Okay, rights. Then how? Who let's pay? go. Let's go. Right, the, let's the, go the Finland way. Yeah, we, we do it there, right? So so so. Are you willing to pay more? I mean, we can of course break down the argument. Mm. Okay, like you you don't need to say you agree. I mean, you can break down the argument because I think there are bases mm. to break down those some of those arguments. But are you willing to pay more? Yeah, standard argument is where's the money coming from? I'll, I'll bring out if y'all have seen the work salary man's latest sponsored piece by MOF on taxes and where they go. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very good piece. And but what was more interesting was seeing the comment section. A lot of people were happy with paying taxes. Mm. Because the comics help them to understand where the taxes are going going towards and how they help other people. So I think people understand the impact of their taxes and how it helps not just them but other people as well. They'll be more willing to pay more. The problem now is that it's very individualistic mindset because, you know, whatever generation you call it, strawberry durian, we're all brought up and pampered <laughs> until we only think of our self. So more communication needs to be done to help us understand that we're just a part of larger society as well mm-hmm. and your taxes help that. So in my aspect, for instance, if I could get more support, like what I struggle with, the pillars I struggle with would be caring for aging parents and childcare support. 
because I have two kids and it's very hard for me to pursue a career while raising my two kids to, you know, be able to not fall behind in their academics, be, you know, decent human beings and with good values and all that is very tough. If get, I could get more balance from the system or more support from the system will help me get those areas into balance, I'll be happy paying more taxes. Mm, yeah, because one of our hosts actually, that hosts another show on TFC, he actually said that, he was like, I can increase my income tax by 5% if you give me free education and lifelong free education so that I can keep going back to school and learn as and when I want. Or for I his can pay kids. you more. Yeah, so for don't his have kids, to worry right? about so university you give me free, fees. Free right? education, you don't monetize that part and then I can pay more tax. Yeah. I'm okay. Mm. Yeah, actually yeah. I love those ideas. Eh? I will pay more taxes as long as you are very transparent about like where my money is mm. going towards too. And the so, impact of it. And the right? impact of it. Like for example, like like I hate like every every year I have to like put in a lot uh, like some that kind of money to like to the government, right? But I hate it because I don't know where it's going. Mm. It's just going towards an unnamed or it's it's name lah, but I just don't know like where what exactly is gonna benefit. Lah. And I also I will, I will also speak from my own perspective, lah, like um as a person of my uh, ethnic community. Like if I know that it's gonna be benefit if I have to pay more just to ensure like the people in the um not so privileged as I am they can get to the kind of the same level as me or kind of like expire uh give them the same opportunities that maybe they didn't have um that I had if they did then I would be happy to like give more money lah actually have what sorry like scholarships there are some community chests around that right to yeah. the team that you subscribe to but the reality yeah, is a bit yeah and yeah. and it's it's very um means tested la, mm. and, and mm. it's means tested by grades you know not yes. even like yes. by means yeah. right so it's like but but it's different when it's a universal policy where it's free you yes. know like okay so you want to study you can get the grades okay you go in free go in. no need to care about it mm. and then it essentially reduces the friction to do it right in that sense putting it out here mm. if that our guest said five percent more for free education would y'all be willing to pay ten percent more taxes today if you get both uh, free education and aging parents taken care of, which includes yourself next time when you become the age, you'll be taken care of. Oh, if it benefits 10%. me, yeah, sure. 20%? 10%? I think it's okay. 20% yeah. is a 15%? bit... 15%? I don't, I don't know. Maybe we must take a look at the... Numbers. <laughs> yeah, numbers. <laughs> Essentially, I think I think the idea here is not about the exact... But I, but I get your point. There's a price to it, right? There's mm. exactly a price to it. But it's not about a specific number, but the willingness to then explore these policies. Mm. I don't even think it's in our psyche. On either side, it's not like PAP or opposition. It's nobody is pushing this kind of idea. Or at least nobody in the house is pushing these kind of ideas, right? Even, even the opposition is... Very scared, lah. Mm. You know, like like they, they don't want to be seen as not prudent. I think you need you know, to join the house, lah. Then you push for that. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I don't need, I don't. But if you want my email is here, okay? You can send me a recruitment email, lah. Yeah, but but the but the idea, I think I get it, right? It is it is there is a price to it, and we need to as a society come to it, right? like so that we are okay with it, right? But is there one thing that you feel that the government has spent more over the years that you think is like not good? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough of one. course, I'm professional. I ask tough questions. <laughs> Spending too much on gardens by the bay. Yeah? <laughs> Personally, for me, I will hope that we can be a little bit more transparent about our tax credits for companies. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like yeah. we, we bring in like big companies, big MNCs all over the world. 
all in the story of like they will bring jobs, which is not wrong. They do bring some jobs. Ah, right? so you're targeting the EDB lah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not targeting. I'm not targeting. Okay, wait, I want sponsor. Okay, I'm not targeting. Okay, but the idea here is... How much do they spend yes, in showing all these yeah, people? Yeah, because, because um, from what I know, they can go as far as just giving you the office space. Yep. You know, because they have... Because we, we through our land reform, a lot of land can be classified... It's, they are state land, right? So mm. we can classify as state land and not charge anything if we want to, right? To us or whatever lah. Mm. Right, and so even like, to that there's another one also which is mm. how much do they spend in bringing in the foreign students and how much of them actually do stay on to contribute back mm. Mm. more than the dollar value what CAC cost of acquiring CAC, not customer yeah, customer acquisition, but, uh, customer acquisition not customer, cost, yes. but you know foreign yes, yes, uh, yes, CAF yes. yeah mm. but I think for me I would be a bit more cautious on that end of things la. for me I'm or I'm pro on the side of like let the foreign talents come in uh, because I think for me, uh, in my own personal experience, they are always providing uh, added value to like uh, what you're doing, your work, um, your perspectives, perspectives in mm-hmm. life, your perspective in the world because I really like my, my pet peeve is like you're really like in this whole bubble of being Singaporean, Singaporean. You don't really, you're not really like worldly in your views. You're not really worldly in your perspectives and all that. So like, in terms of Some like... Some people are the worldly, you know? Oh, like so, supernatural. So out, of, <laughs> out of this world, yes. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like foreign talent and like foreign um, students and all that, I am okay with it um, as long as it doesn't... I mean, it, so far it hasn't really like disturbed the ecosystem of like people who want to work in certain jobs, but... Really? No. I don't Are know. You okay? I don't okay? know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not against it. I think it's yeah. debatable. Okay. Right? Okay. I, mean, I think okay. the the speed of inflow is quite speed. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the rate of inflow is very okay. The pace lah. The yeah, pace yeah. is very high. Right. Right. right, right. So and and to be fair, no, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I feel very, very like borderline kind of cancer, you know. It's, <laughs> it's like, easier like, yeah. to discuss where they should be spending more on rather mm-hmm. than like where should we cut, right? Because we always say we want more, and I think everybody. I think the cut always only yeah. appears obvious on hindsight. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when the critics say, "Oh, they spend too much building the the museum or all this yeah. stuff," then it's a hindsight. You have to wait for a couple of years to like yeah. see whether. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's because yeah. only time will then justify the investment whether it pays off. Then if you never pay off, then they gonna mm-hmm. right pay off. Then good. Yeah. So yeah. that's tough. Yeah, but yeah. I think the better question here would be more of if we since we don't have that foresight, then what can we do to potentially spend more while funding it accordingly? Mm, mm, mm. I think we went one round to talk about like okay, how what is success? What do you, what do we think the state can do more like balance and not like everything just pure Excel or that which I which I broadly agree right. So what is a nation like? What is a Singapore you want to leave for your next generation? A Singapore like dream Singapore a dream sequence of Singapore would be a place where everyone is welcome uh, in terms of like whatever your perspectives I mean not not the objectively wrong perspectives but like whatever dreams that you may have it may be like as simple as like just wanting to be a housewife wanting to be a house husband taking care of your kids or it can be as lofty as like um, you want to be like the biggest like YouTuber in the world, that kind of stuff. It's it's very it's very soft. It's very soft goals, lah. Soft. Uh, these are soft uh, ambitions, uh, But if we have that environment to inculcate that kind of like talents, that kind of like uh, opportunities for people, that would be the success for me, lah. Oh, this you mind the three words: inclusive, recognized, and compensated. 
So one whereby every child, every person, regardless of how different or unique they are, they will feel accepted, right? Whether it's LGBT or wanting to pursue an unconventional career or even uh, cosplaying a lot, whatever, it's just unconventional. That should be accepted. Don't have to be celebrated, but accepted, you know, no stigma. So that would be the inclusiveness part. The second one would be in terms of recognition, right? So for them to be able to recognize what their own value is and for society to recognize the value that they are contributing through their work and the things that they choose to do. You know, like Simon Sinek always preaches this thing called the infinite game, whereby everybody has a unique set of talents that you can bring to the world. The challenge is not everyone is groomed to make this happen. So a country where that can happen and it's facilitated through the education system, through jobs and the economy, I think that would be really beautiful. Then the last one, of course, you know, going back to what you say, everything mm. must be compensated, <laughs> right? You add value, you must be compensated evenly enough to be able to live your lifestyle without too much financial pain. Yeah. yeah. And part of that could come from financial literacy. Mm. Like, mm. you know, maybe the government can enforce a little more um, to help people avoid big financial mistakes that could lead to ruin. Don't necessarily have to teach them how to succeed super a lot in the financial world because that's not something that everyone can go towards also but at least avoiding the ruin and scams would mm. go a very big mm. way already mm. for a moment I thought you were running beauty pageant already <laughs> all inclusive <laughs> all like enough. about that then after that the practical side coming oh okay 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 budget babe huh? because yes, it budget. was very I mean one thing that really struck me this com- in this conversation was how when you were talking about it every sentence was money 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 mm, yeah. Yeah, I think we can't run away from that being Singapore yeah. being yeah. Singaporean I mean it's always been like in uh, I wouldn't say you know blood but it we kind of grow up with that perspective right like everything has to be uh, compensated Everything has to have value. Everything has to have like a monetary reward. That kind mm. of stuff. Maybe that I mean, m- even doing well in school got reward, right? And you yeah. save award, you know, mm-hmm. got money. Doing well in your NAFA also got money. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who among among all of us, who doesn't like to see a healthy bank account? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean... That's, and that removes the stress. That so it helps people to achieve yeah. the balance better as well. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. And I mean, for in my view, right, there's only one way of life in Singapore. Okay, this is the reality. You can change from one sector to another sector. You free freelance, part-time, full-time, start your business. It's all one way. It's a city dweller's life. Right? You don't get the suburb experience. Mm. You never get the rural experience. You will not be a nomad. Right? The country is just too small. It's a city-state. But having the financial means to be able to get that for yourself yes, if you need to yes. by going out, like to Japan or of wherever, course, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be good enough. It is, it is. It is It is. beautiful that way. right? But, but the reality, I think, for a lot of people to think about is that, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's more than there's, yeah there's more than that but yeah. but you must first recognize that Singapore is a city so no matter how you flip flop Prata right it is still a city your way of life is very city dweller right as much as you want to believe that you're not mm. is very city right so in in my view the city that I want to live for you know my next generation probably is a place where you don't feel like you need to be on the hamster wheel all the time like you can come down of the hamster wheel and will not die. La. Mm. Right? Like, because I think these days, you we tell people, oh, you should be entrepreneur. Oh, you should pursue your dream. Oh, go out there. It's like, you should, you uh, should, you, you should. should. Yeah. How to? Mm. It's just hard. Impossible. I would I argue that it's impossible. For a lot of people, the reality is as such. People ask me how I do what I do. Like, because, you know, I took a break from this city. So then my expenses could slow down. I could do a lot of other things. And then I come back. Mm. Right, and so and I and I think that's a big part of the future of Singapore that I hope um, we can have, lah. 
a place where you pursue, yes, we got to do all these things, but you don't always need to be on the hamster wheel. You can come down and take a break and think about it. La, and then you so just less pressure cooker environment. Mm. Yeah, maybe more also like unemployment insurance, some of these other things, right? Which which can all come in and it's a much bigger discussion. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always in the conversation everywhere. Like, like everyone talks about retirement, everyone talks about investments and all that. But maybe sometimes you don't have to think about that. Mm. Yeah. You just have to think about yourself for some time and doesn't have to require money at all. La. Yeah. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this budget series brought to you by Rice Media and the Financial Folk. And if you like what we do, like, share, subscribe, follow our socials. Everything is in the description below. And meanwhile, take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.